This is Sean from Search for Meaning Oxford. We hold weekly conversations for people searching for answers to some of life's most important questions through reflections on the sacred writings of the Baha'i faith. Our events are free and open to everyone. Each week, we do a short roundup of the conversation we just had in this short podcast. This week, we talked about whether business can be a force for good, which seems so important right now, given the deep inequality we see around the world. We had a great group on the Zoom call, we read the quotations together, and had a fascinating conversation. And Vafa, Shabnam and I wanted to share a few of the quotes and some of the reflections that came up in the conversation. A legitimate company must needs exert all within its power to safeguard the rights of the people in all matters, whether great or small, and to administer the affairs of the company with the utmost perfection, uprightness and care. Vafa, what conversation did that quote spark for you? A key point that came through in the conversation uh, that stemming from this quote and actually um, from all the quotes read together was this idea that that business doesn't have a kind of natural and necessary form that aligns with what we see in the world today. Uh, historically, it, it has taken uh, different, um, different shape. And today, again, we can... Uh, as a society and as individuals, we can actually uh, recreate and reshape and reimagine what business uh, can be in the world. Shabnam, you um, raised an interesting point about the perspective uh, related to what Bafas just said about the perspective that young people bring and that in that sort of dynamic and what they expect of business. Yeah, so I think um, one thing that maybe we often think when we're uh, looking at businesses is that the primary aim is profit maximisation at at all costs. And I think young people now, um, especially maybe people of my age who who are looking to go into jobs, they're looking at different businesses and they're also taking other factors into account and they don't just want to be part of a business that, Maximize, that's aiming to maximise profit at, at all costs, but instead, um, for example, is taking a stance on sustainability or on the environment or the impact um, of uh, the supply chain. So these things are also important. And I think it's even... I some, What gives me hope is I feel like we're also coming to a point where it also kind of makes corporate sense sometimes to to even have a stance on sustainability. And obviously sometimes that could be seen in a cynical way as maybe just a marketing ploy. But I think um, there are maybe bigger businesses now which are really facing kind of the demands of young people, both as the generation that will begin to work in these businesses and as um, people who will be purchasing goods and services from different businesses to um, do more for the overall well-being of of a society. So while that first quote speaks to the responsibility of business to safeguard the rights of people, 
um, and to, you know, uphold in its own operation certain sort of standards and qualities. That speaks to the sort of corporate role of business. But what you've introduced in talking, I think, about the interests of young people um, as individuals and as people who participate in those transactions is a sort of, is the individual moral responsibility as we engage with business. Maybe, Fafa, you could read the second quote uh, that leads us into that uh, conversation. A foundational concept to explore in this context is the spiritual reality of man. The nobility inherent to every human being is a fundamental tenant upon which hope for the future of humankind is built. Economic life is an arena for the expression of honesty, integrity, trustworthiness, generosity, and other qualities of the spirit. The individual is not merely a self-interested economic unit striving to claim an ever greater share of the world's material resources. Man's merit lieth in service and virtue, Baha'u'llah adverts, and not in the pageantry of wealth and riches. So whereas the first quote seemed to say that the role of business is not just the generation of profit. In fact, it also uh, entails a responsibility to contribute to broader social good, to broader social well-being, to safeguard rights. Um, This quote makes it clear that that rests on the individual's responsibility um, to to do the same, that our individual uh, um, responsibility is to act in a morally consistent uh, and in a morally upright way, and that the way we express ourselves as consumers, as employers, as employees, uh, and, and therefore every individual in, the, in economic sort of transactions has that moral, that same moral responsibility. Um, and elsewhere in some of the conversations we've had recently is reference to another passage in that same uh, in that same um, in that same letter that this this quote we just read comes from speaks about the trace that these transactions leave behind in the world, the impact that they have on the world, and the responsibility we have to lead a coherent life. And that that I think is is was a was a very interesting part of the conversation. This grounding in individual moral responsibility. Yes, and the other thing that led to um, in the conversation was this point about that every kind of structural change, so every kind of uh, realization of of sort of our institutional ideals, our societal ideals, has to start somewhere. So it has to start with some people who take the the first steps and build on other steps that others are taking, and to show moral ambition uh, in in pursuing genuine alternatives. And in this case, those alternatives are how better to align business with human needs and the common good. And we can see around us that there are these steps being taken. And the question is how to translate uh, those that sense, that individual sense of moral responsibility into a kind of 
into momentum and, and into a groundswell that can really um, realize those ideals that we we see um, reflected in these passages. I think that was really interesting to me because that I love that idea of somebody needing to step out and be morally ambitious and express that ambition in behavior that's different to the norm. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's fair to say that taking that step, whether as an individual or whether as a company, that step away from the norm, that step towards moral ambition, entails some form of sacrifice. It doesn't come for free. And it may be that in the long run, both for individuals and for businesses, that pays off. Um, that 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 is ultimately to the benefit both of the business and of the individual, but it but it does in the short term require a trade off. It doesn't come for free, and I think the context for that for business is a preparedness to take greater risk, a preparedness to um, you know take a, a a longer term view on profitability or or even a sacrifice of a level of profit in order to do the right thing. And of course, as an individual, it requires you know, some sort of sacrifice as well um, to be, you know, to 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 go against the grain in, in a way and to lead a, a morally ambitious life. Um, and I think it's a, that was a really interesting connection that was made. I think one way to think about it is that we need to rethink what success means in this context. And if we can start thinking about success along the lines that we were discussing this evening, um, that, then, then that's right. The question of um, material or pro- success or profit becomes kind of um, secondary to that success defined in terms of purpose. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Vafa. Thank you, Shabnam. Thank you. Thank you. So that was our conversation for this week. Do join us next Tuesday at 8pm for a conversation called What is a Good Education? And please visit our Facebook page, The Search for Meaning Oxford.